It's that time, y'all, and we have a really, really great guest coming on. CJ here, and it's the sound of black and brown. Happy Wednesday. How y'all doing? Well, get comfy, sit back, and relax. Get your favorite snack. Let's have a little conversation here about voting and why that matters and why we need to build you know, build that up in our community. So tonight, I'm very happy to and excited to have uh, Miles Thompson on. He is the founder of Civic Citizens. And I see he just got in and he's getting himself situated. Uh, While he does that, just to let you know, you know, we need to get out there and vote. There's a lot, we've said this before on another episode, you know, you need to know what's in your ballot. Your ballot packs power. Your ballot is the way we change things. Your ballot is the way that, you know, you get involved, right? And we can't change it if we don't get out there and vote, right? We could complain, we could do all these different things. Listen, if you don't wanna be affiliated with the Republican or the Democratic party, I get it. Listen, I'm there with you, I get it. I'm unaffiliated. I may not vote in the primary, but I will vote in that final election. And I actually think it's wrong that they do not allow everybody to vote in the primary, but we'll get there. So I see Miles is here with us. Without further ado, sir, um, how about you tell us about yourself and tell us about Civic Citizens? Why did you start that? What- Absolutely, CJ. Thank you so much for, um, for having me on here. I really appreciate it. I love the platform. I was listening to us on my way to work. I was like, oh, she's doing something here. She is, she is doing something here, so I appreciate what you're doing on this platform. So, yeah, so my name is Miles Thompson. I'm the um, owner and founder of Civic Citizens. So um, Civic Citizens started when, after the, the death of George Floyd, like the rest of the country, I was just like, what can I do to make an impact, you know? Because I was so frustrated, and I'm like, what, what can I do? Um, I have a background in American political science from my um from my college degree. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make sure people have the resources to vote and to make their voices heard and to become civically literate. So uh, me thinking about all these things, I said, you know what? Um, during the um, election season of um, about 2019, I want to say, 2019? Mm, I forgot, 2020. 2020, um, I went ahead and just started getting some resources together because I found that if I wanted to know who my elections were, I had to go to one website to find it. If I wanted to know who my elected officials were, there was another website I had to go to find it. So it was just really interesting because I said, there's all these websites and I'm like scrambling to find what I need. And I wanted to create a one-stop shop where one, I could bring people to so they could become more civically literate. And number two, to be more civically um, civically engaged because um, knowing it but not applying it is is, is something that is some completely different. So um, on my website right now, civiccitizens.org, I have ways that people can volunteer in their local neighborhoods. And there's um, it's just a whole slew of things that I went ahead and did. And I also have um, curriculum that I also send out for free and some that I sell so that um, if you're a civics teacher or a government teacher, I have resources for you. Because um, you know, with a lot of the teacher shortage, the rights of teacher, I mean, there's a big teacher shortage. So we always try to make sure that we have this, um, always try to make sure we keep things fresh and up to date. And we have resources.
brought up there for people applying for naturalization tests. So we, we do we do we do a lot of a lot of work here, but a lot of it is we have the resources here, but it's up to you to go out there and find it and figure out how it's going to work out for us. So um, that is the that is the idea behind civic citizens. That's amazing. I have to say, I was taken in your site, right? So. Um, we found each other on social media, y'all. That's what happened. And I got to tell you, I got to give a nod to someone else who's willing to, you know, put their balls on the table and say what needs to be said. And I really love what you're saying there as far as education. We here at um, Black and Brown United in Action, which is the name of our group, we started the sound of black and brown for that reason. Because it's, it's just as you said, you know, in fact, speaking of members of Black and Brown United, here comes one now. Um, you know, so we here, Miles, we started our group because we said, you know, we want to get involved, but we want to want to make sure everybody's there. So the name came to be. And then we said, you know what, being out there, I've been to my share rallies. I, I mean, I've been out there. And then it's like, okay, we could go and we could rally and we could complain and we could do all of these different things, but we still need to educate people, right? 100%. Um, I, I'm just like you. I was out there going to the marches and a lot of the, and I want to make sure people understand that although you march, what's next? You're going to go home and you're still going to be upset because. Listen, you talk pre. You came to pre. You know what, Miles? You know what? Y'all, listen, let me tell you about this guy. He not. Hold on, hold on. He not doing no damn justice, but I was just doing it. Listen, this guy right here, you had to see this man's page, man. Civic Citizens is no joke. You could check them out, civiccitizens.org. You know, I love the outspokenness. I love the in-your-face. I love what you're doing with social media. I think that's amazing. Can you talk for a bit? Because just like us, you know, I felt the need that we needed to take this education piece to social media. My journey was very interesting with that because it seems like because I wasn't posting topless pictures and shit, and because I wasn't posting about who I fell in love with or some fuckery, that that wasn't important enough. Can you share a little bit what that transition was like, like going from the streets to, you know, social media? What was that journey like for you? And what prompts you to make these videos? Because I find them really great. Like, it, folks, I invite you. I'm encouraging you to go watch this stuff. It's very thought-provoking. He's right there, bam, in your face, just like the bullshit. So talk to us, Miles. What made you? Civics is not a sexy topic, but it's something we need to do. So you said civics is not sexy. I love you for that. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Let me find out, my boy. Have one line. Let me find out. <laughs> I always try to make sure that I can make the content digestible, but also making people think. Um, and you do that. In, you can do that in many different ways, but you got to be creative. Um, one of the things I try my best not to do because it affects your own psychic potential is try to pit one side against the other because that's not what we're trying to do here. 
Um, as you said in the beginning, um, I don't care what side you're on. Just make your voice heard. Um, I don't care about wh- how you feel about something if you're not taking that information to the ballot box. I don't care about how you're putting on for your community. If you have a bag of clothes, you still need to donate in your closet. Some people are going to be heard about that, and I apologize, but donate those clothes. But you can do so many different things. So what I try to do is take a topic and say, you know what, how can I make this attractive to, to my people? Because if I was serious, no one's going to listen. I'm just going to call it, call it, call it for what it is. You know, um, I have a lot of friends who delve into the social media, and I've been doing this for three years. And I always tell people that I've always been consistent. Uh, and sometimes it's hard. When you don't get the views from when you're posting the serious stuff, you're not going to, some people are not encouraged to do more. And that's okay. But keep going. Somebody out there is watching. I promise you somebody is out there watching. Um, I believe that. No, listen, it's for real. He, this, what you're saying is facts, straight up facts. You know what I found out? Because this might shock you, right? But apparently I say shit that pisses people off, right? It shocked me. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> right? Right? I, I'm sure you have to sit down after I said that, right? That just blew you away. This is what I'm saying. My boy leaned back. You know, he, look, all right, Fajo. But what I'm saying is, right, I found that with social media, actually, I didn't give a fuck about who was liking it. I cared more and I care more about who's reading it. Because to me, if you get caught up in the likes, you get trolled. I've had that happen to me before, right? Where you get trolled away. Because that's the funny um the, the thing about social media too, right? You got to read into those likes a little bit because sometimes it could be, you know, not a good thing when you see something being liked a lot, right? And then also, you know, these trollers are real. Like people are upset. I myself, Miles, I am not a Republican fan. I'm a black immigrant, single mother. Um, I'm not a fan of the Republican Party, but I'm also not a fan of conservatism. And we had an episode we had actually, it was a two-part episode, um, you know, and we said the title of the episode is What's in Your Ballot? Because people don't seem to realize the same way you falling around Beyonce and you know where she having a damn concert. I'm going to need you to know what's happening up at the White House because there's some shit that's about to go down and it's already starting, right? happy birthday you can know when it's time to vote you can know when your community is doing something community cleanup and, and, and get yourself up um and that's and that's the one thing you know um, i'm not asking everybody to eat green beans eat green chili seven times a day but what are your priorities because when something happens from the from the black community um people are upset you said we should do the new post in a day tomorrow was on tomorrow was on i, I, I was listening to the song betterment of my people what am i going to do for the betterment of my community i don't care what it is we need something but we can't sit here and pay attention and and miss and just pretend that we don't know what's going on or we only pay attention when it's when it's time i'll tell you this right now if people are not paying attention to the white house or what's going on in congress or what's going on in the the municipality 
too late. It's too late to care now. Unless you go out there and you go and vote and get yourself heard, it's not. It's, it's already too late. Because people wake up the next day and say, oh, that person ain't Trump president. I don't care what side you're on. You're going to wake up and you're going to say, oh, oh, he didn't win that election, huh? Oh, this person didn't get elected, huh? You see this whole long day, I'm elected, huh? Yeah, oh, you're sorry, you're not necessarily the fault. What do you mean I'm not necessarily the fault? Oh, so you're crazy from the list. Why did you guys do that? Oh, well, would you live here anymore? No, no, I think my address. Sorry, what address? Like this one, can you give me your address? Look, but, alright, hold on, pause right there. See, this is the shit, this is the bullshit, right? Now, see, y'all know exactly where to go to play a number. I know you know. I know you know. I know you know where them Jordans on sale at, and I know you know where to go to get the deal. How the fuck do you not know where to go to vote? The same way you talk about other people's business, you need to talk about what will happen if you don't vote. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Medgar Evers told us that. If you don't like what the Republicans are doing, go vote and change it. You can't you can't just be yelling out, you know, whose lives matter, right? And then you don't do stuff like that. There has to be that reinforcement. Why do you think these white people do what the fuck they do? Because they could count on us for not, you know, following through on our own shit. And that's and that's the thing. Um, I was looking at some statistics today. So I hate because the one thing I hate to do is I hate to put my people down. At the same time, I gotta quote, I gotta, I gotta quote people out. And I was looking at something the other day. Hold on, I'm about to quote the statistic. Hopefully, it doesn't cut me. Um, his, in the Hispanic, I'm, I'm reading this verbatim from let me get the source pew research pew research pew, pew research institute hispanic black and asian americans lagged far behind with 27 percent of the black 19 percent hispanic and 20 percent of asian eligible citizens voting in all three elections these elections we're talking about going to be uh 2018 2020 and 2022 27 percent of black people 20 percent that means that's over that's one out of four so, if you got if you got four quarters, one of those like three of those quarters didn't vote, three of those quarters didn't vote. That's that's what we're talking about. There is this is this like there is literally the study of sociology. The study of sociology is the study of people and and age people. We have statistics that show that black people and brown people and people of color have been marginalized through society in every single avenue from finance to housing to education and and policing. And you're telling me and, and somebody out somebody out there fits it fits it fits in this demographic. Somebody out there fits in this demographic. And you're gonna tell me that you don't think this that, that the elections matter. It's a very self defeating mentality that, that we need to really get over. And if we're not going to do that, we're not going to progress. If we're going to sit here and say voting doesn't work, 27% is, isn't going to work. You can't vote at the rates of 27% in all in the three most recent elections and tell me voting doesn't work. That doesn't make sense. That's a quarter. A quarter of our people are not voting and who are eligible to vote. This is not just talking about the, the 20, like, you know, the 17% of the population. 17% is a is a considerable number of people that can flip any election out. We've seen our system like be getting killed. So I'm not saying black people need to vote doesn't matter. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you can't tell me voting doesn't work if you haven't put in the effort to do it as of today. 
can't tell me voting doesn't make a bad thing if you're going to vote for Trump. I'm saying it's very doubtful. But 27%? can't can't No. It really can't. And the thing about it is we complain about so much, right? You know, I've done my share of um, immigrant rights advocacy. You know, I continue to do it. You know, also the policing, right? We want some police accountability. We want to put some change in our correctional system. We want our education system to be improved. We want better health care. We want our black and brown disabled people to be recognized, you know. And so for me, as well as voting, we have to hold these people accountable. And we could do that in various ways, including one of the most important ones in Connecticut, which is participating in the legislative process by providing testimony on bills. Like in all, we need people, especially our black and brown people. That 27% just made my chest hurt, man. That just made my chest hurt. Yeah, because I come from a little island that looks like a Timberland boot, Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, wow. And the, <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago, it looks like a Timberland boot, for real. Um, like the 90s one, you know, them yellow ones. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the thing about it is, is that in our country, right, we actually, I don't know if they still do it now, but I grew up seeing that the entire country will shut down just so you could go and vote. Yes. In 2023, we still don't fucking have that in the alleged greatest country in the world. But don't worry, Miles. You know what your problem is? I'm going to tell you what your problem is. You don't appreciate the fact that we don't think about that. But don't worry. We have the Ukraine as priority. I'm going to just leave that there and give you the mic. Yeah, you sound you sound good now. You're just fading out a little bit, but that's what I mean. I, I just feel like that money could have been better spent. And the best way that we could give these fuckers the finger is by making sure you get up, point your good clothes, don't show up, don't don't show up and what you fell asleep in, right? But you know, pour on some clothes, brush your teeth, and go vote. What you think? No, that that's that's what it is. There are so many things that are on the ballot. One thing I have on my on my website is a resource to um where you can look at the bills that are currently in Congress right now. And I'm not saying everybody look that up to find whatever it is that, but you can search it by issue area. And there's something out there that you care about that's not getting the attention that it deserves. There, there is something out there like that. Um, I love what you said about Connecticut and how people are can be a part of the legislative process. They're literally, you are, you literally have the tools for the legislative process if you're not going to use that. Um, it's not hard to find these things. I, I promise you, it's not hard to find these things. Um, we just have to make it a priority, and that's what citizens, that's what citizens try to do. I want to make voting and civic education a priority among our people. I don't.
care who uses my resources. I really don't. If you want, if every Republican wants to use my resources to go vote, that's cool. You know, I'm progressive. I don't, I don't care who uses the information. Mm-hmm. I do want to make sure that people understand that your right to vote is extremely important. Oh, it's absolutely important for me. I want to really get those black and brown people at the picket, you know, get there, not just the picket line, get to that ballot box too, right? Because these white people are going to make it there. Don't you all see that? Right? They'll make it there. They know they have bills on their, they already have bills they're thinking of, you know, that they want to see pushed through. So we have to get strategically smarter. We can't keep complaining. Look at what's going on right now. Just the other day, we had to make strategic decisions between either filling up your tank of gas or buying eggs, right? Now look at the price of bread. I I, I didn't know bread could be that expensive. I'm, I'm dead ass. Like there's stuff going up in price that I didn't even realize. Like I'm asking myself, you know, there's so much going on, and all of these things could be addressed, if not more, with us going out to vote, right? Because one of the things I find that, in the again, I draw reference from my homeland, but I find it so interesting that nobody finds it terrible that we don't have enough representation because the road towards representation is pretty fucked up. I mean, you have to have money to run for office. And if not that, you have to make sure you have the right people, not just the white people, but the right people funding you and supporting you. What do you think about that? And I'll tell it to you like this, social media is free. You got a phone, you got social media, that voice can be amplified. Um, money doesn't need to be the only way to do it. It makes it easier. Don't get me wrong, it definitely makes it easier. But I want to make sure that unless we have, we can back our own people who are good people, we're not going to, we're not going to get anywhere. We need to back our own people. Um, and also realize that we need to do our due diligence, you know, um, there's a lot of people out there who are just not good for us um, on both sides. The same is, I mean, reverse, the, the reverse is true too. There's some people who we don't think are good for us, but who are good for us. Preach. I'm finding myself. Preach. Because right now in Connecticut, so, so you know, this is happening right here, right now in Connecticut, right? We're seeing an increased number of Democrats running with Republicans supporting them. So, for us here on The Sound of Black and Brown, we've been talking a lot about the rise of conservatism because that's what that is, right? And that's dangerous because they already took, you know, look at what they did to Roe v. Wade. You really think that's where they're going to stop? My answer is no. When Obamacare went through, a lot of people, every, every, every state was trying to like cancel it and try to make, make their own version of a law. Just mimic what the federal system already does, just to say, like, you know what, we don't want this provision, we're going to take this out. Abortion, the same thing. And 
again, I don't care what what I don't care what where people are on that spectrum. I care about if you know that people are doing these things, especially my black and brown people, and you don't like it, get these people out of here. Get these people out of office. You literally have the power to do it. There are some countries where you don't get to choose. Pre, you know what? Talk about it. Because, you know, that's that's why I keep bringing back my experience from Trinidad and Tobago. Because here we are shutting down the entire island. But there's also countries where there's transportation issues, right? There's access, like general access. People can literally get there, right? When you look at it by and large, the issues we have here, I mean, come the fuck on. Yes. Yes. I don't I shouldn't have to choose between I shouldn't have to choose between voting and making money to make ends meet, especially in this economy. It's crazy. People shouldn't have to people shouldn't have to choose. Make the election day a national holiday. If we did it for Christopher Columbus, we can do it for the people who are still here in this country. You better say that again for the people in the fucking back, because the only thing Christopher Columbus discovered was slavery. Now you're damn right. Because if we could, let me tell you, I have been there to watch these people come out and defend that fucking statue. And I'm like, you can't be serious. You cannot be serious. We talk about representation. We talk about it. Now, sliding on representation, right? Staying in that zone. How you feel about what they coming at, how, how they're coming at Obama? What's your thought on that? And why now? Yeah, hell yeah. Hell, listen, you they only picking on Obama because they're fucking bored. And they know that will get black people to say something. Let, let's just say that part. That that will get the black people to react. Because right now we have some black people doing some real sambo-like sellout shit. Right? Um, and, you know, it's, it's that battlefield. It's just like I'd said a couple episodes back. We were talking about the rise of conservatism. And I pointed out, don't you find it funny how they keep showing us these people crossing the border, but they never show you or follow up on the stories about these young girls getting raped, you know, at these camps. How is that? How are these girls showing up pregnant? 
How do you cross the border 15 years old and a virgin and then end up 17 and pregnant, but you were in the same camp as the other females? How are these things happening? Or why are young men hurting themselves? You know, there's all these different things that the white media perpetuates to distract us, right? And so for us here in the sound of black and brown, if you recall when I reached out, I said, you know, for this type of episode, we prefer someone who's black or brown to be on. Because what I did was, um, strategically, and I say I representing the members of Black and Brown United in Action, when we started this podcast, we eventually came up to the juncture where we had white people saying, oh, I want to I wanna help, I want to share this, share that. And then I made a decision. We're going to have one episode, one series only, and that's where the white people will go. And the name of that series is What Should White People Do? And why is that? Because too many times I've seen it firsthand where black and brown people start their movement, they get it going, the white people come say they wanna help and then we get whited out. That's how I feel about it. In, in terms of civics, yes, it does, it happens a lot. Now in terms of civics, I want you to go back to that. Can you tell us more what this civics means? Because again, I grew up in a little country that looks like a Timberland boot. And at a very young age, I had to learn geography, social studies, I had to know who my prime minister and president was, right? We go into the equivalent of high school. Now we're learning languages and English literature. So my educational background is a tad different. I did not learn that Christopher Columbus discovered Trinidad. I learned that he rediscovered. So our narrative is also different. Can you just go back to why civics is so important like what is that and why does it matter so much especially right so there are a few different realms that a lot of people get confused so i'm going to work my way up to civics okay first part of that discipline it's a social science thing so it's it's left to interpretation i'm natural science where like math works true or false but you have the first thing you have is history history is the study of Historical events that have occurred throughout time. There is no interpretation more than that. They may talk about the events, but they don't take sides. They're just talking about the history of it. History is from whoever's perspective. It usually is subjective perspective. Um, that's number one. Um, number two, you have the study of political science, which is the study of power. Not political institutions, but the study of power. Um, when we talk about political science, we're like, who has power and who has a authority to make it and how does that influence and, and change a lot of different things um so that's another discipline government is a study of government and its function um so talking about with you, you said your prime minister and how that power is used not how it's used to do certain things but how what is it in its in its um truest sense and then you have civics which is how do the average people work within those institutions so that's where you have your history, your political science, your government, and your, 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 your civics. The reason why I choose to focus on civics, the civics does involve a lot of different things. But it's about how do the people influence the governmental institutions and their communities for in, in, in any capacity. I can, I can tell people that, you know, the, the United States was founded in 1776. But what do I do with it after that? It is, it is 2023. I can't do anything with that information besides regurgitate it. I can tell people about what government does, and that while that is important, 
you may not know how to interface with government at that particular point in time. Um, understanding power and political science is very important. But at the end of the day, the average citizen, there's only but so many, we have a representative democracy. So the average person, while they should be able to understand it, cannot directly influence it from their everyday means. You can't, you can't, you, you can vote and you can clean up your neighborhood. You can do a lot of different things, but that isn't necessarily power. That is, um, that is necessarily power, but that is how one influence their community. So that's why civics is so important because everybody can do it. And I'll let everybody know there's many, many, many different ways that you can be civically engaged. I'll give the best one. A lot of people don't like to say this, but, um, I have a brother who was born special needs, and um, he, is, he has o, he has an O negative blood test. My mother told me this story when I was very young, and she said he wouldn't live if he hadn't gotten a blood donation. One of the things that I do, I donate my blood. Some people don't like needles, and I get that. It's all right. But the reason why I do it is because that can save somebody's life. I wish you get my blood back, but that person needs it right now. Um, my wife, who just joined right over here, one thing we did is we donated bags of clothes. And because I don't need the clothes right now, but somebody out there does need it. So I want to make sure that somebody out there, if I don't have the clothes, someone else needs it. My community does, um, they go by the local high school and they pick up trash around the neighborhood. You know, that is how we go ahead and influence our community. Voting and everything like that is great. Voting and everything like that is great. But what do you do with it afterwards? How do you give back to your community in the type of way that you can? I tell everybody, if you pick up a, a piece of trash on the side of the street, you are a civic citizen. Anything that you do, you anything that you do for the betterment of your community, betterment of the people in your town area, and whether it be spreading information or physically volunteering your good services or or what have you, those are the things that make someone civically literate. And that's what I thought the first point. What can the average person do? You know something, yo, we have to take a moment to acknowledge that this black man did not hesitate to to recognize the contributions of his wife. That's, that's real solid right there because we can't do it alone, right? The only way we stop the attack on the black and brown women is when the black and brown men get up, stand up, protect us, support us, empower us, right? And that includes voting. And speaking of civic actions, some of this stuff could be free, like go through your clothes. I'm sure you have something that you don't wear as much. I mean, now more than ever, people really need it. Go into your cabinet. I know people who go to the grocery store, right? And they don't necessarily need those beans, but they buy it anyway because it's on sale. Yes. What if you take some of that hoarded? Like, honestly, I'm not a big fan of, um. there's a show where the name is escaping me right now, where they show you how they save all this money, coupon, they're couponers. And I like, I like to coupon, don't get me wrong, I love a good coupon, but I am not going to take a whole bedroom and store 50 things of toilet paper just because. That's so fucking stupid, in my opinion. It is, and unless you're going to use that to donate it, what are you doing? I'm like, you know, some people don't need that many things in their life, you know. Um, during COVID, I'm one of these people as well, so nobody get upset. We was worried about clothes. People got big just sitting down. So while people are trying to get back into shape, there's some clothes that you can donate to that situation. If there's some per non-perishable foods that you can go ahead and, <coughs> and donate to other people, then do that. You know, there are a lot of kitchens out there. You say, like, look at all this stuff I have. Maybe I can give this to other people. If you're going to coupon and give away to people, that's fine. But if you're going to, you can't eat beans for the rest of your life. 
some people it looks it, look, it looks like a it looks like a um post apocalyptic This is Like it's true. It's true. Like who are you running from? Are you on the run? You know, and they made a whole show about this. So now like you go to the store and people just buying shit and but what well here's what I like about Connecticut, right? Apparently with the couponing out here, it's not as successful in that way because of the amount. So apparently there's this little thing with depending on the zone and the numbers and blah 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 blah. But in general, take what you need. I mean, just the other day, I see three fifths just join in. This is another Black and Brown United in Action member, and part of he's also uh, one of the folks who comes on the sound of Black and Brown. And we were talking about this, the conservatism, the fact that you know there are people. He's focusing now on housing, because out here in Connecticut, we have a lot of people getting displaced, right? To the extent that I said we don't have a tenants' rights problem. We have a houseless problem. We have a housing insecurity issue. Our people have been heavily denied, right? And so going back to what you're doing here by you know, having this platform where you're encouraging people to vote, where you're sharing all these different um, you know, resources and information, and it's actually like an impromptu civics class, isn't it? Whether it should be free or not is up for debate, but I pay. I know, I know that's some dumb stuff. Sometimes the bus drivers tell me don't pay today. I'm like, but, <laughs> but so I, I want to make sure I, I, I do this because I want to get back to my community, right? So I always just tell people that if I can have a conversation with somebody about something that they can do to better their community, I'm going to do that because there's so many ways to do it. And throughout my journey in civic citizens and since I started, I met a, I met a ton of great people are just doing a lot of different things there. And, I, and I'd be remiss if I wasn't going to talk about some of these people. I have a friend who, um, a co- one of my friends, a lot of my friends are actually from college. They, um, one of them does something on Black Men's Month for kids. Another one does things on Black Home Ownership. That's a black real estate value. There's another friend that I have who does animation. He only depicts black and brown people. Sometimes people get upset about that, but that's one of my most watched videos on social media. Um, I have another friend who's a court lawyer in Buffalo, and she has little libraries around town, uh, you know, desperate neighborhoods where people can go ahead and purchase her books because Buffalo, or even the whole country, literacy rates are really low because she's like a Negro myself. She donates her time at schools and stuff like that. I have a lot of friends doing a lot of very important things. Um, I have another friend who I, I'm going to miss if I talk about her as well. She has books that depict her as a queer um, disabled person and she writes those books telling the story about a little girl who also follows that and there's so many people who are doing so many different things we may not, I always ask people, I'm like do you guys understand that you are creating new history? I had a segment I I say segment, but people are creating new history Um, black history is great, it's good to know about history, but as I said before, what are we doing now? How is the average person doing it now? That's what I care about 
So I have to highlight those people because that's what civics is about. Don't talk about character information. That's what's mean, but the people actually practicing it, I want to make sure I highlight that. Whether they need the highlighting or not, I want to make sure I highlight that because there's so many people out there doing so many amazing things. I think everybody could do something. Even if you just go up to people's house, like, can you help me figure out that? Hey, I'm out to, I have a big truck and I can just go and bring up the goodwill for y'all like, and give me the photo. People don't care. Send me your closet anyway. Send me your car anyways. They'll take it. But what can you do to help out the average person? I want to make sure people understand that. And that's the way to do it. So find your way of doing it. Find your way of doing it. A lot of people don't like social media. They think it's used to evil and stuff like that. So I don't think so. It's all depends on what you want to use it for. I agree. So I agree. No, that. I love that you said that. I love that you said that because that's been something I've had to battle with. And I love I love the examples you're giving because we, I don't think we're really doing a lot, um, especially after surviving COVID, especially after listening to, you know, George Floyd call out for his mom. I see three-fifths in the chat here in the room. You want to bless the mic, brother? Share some thoughts. Sorry, this, this guy is, I'm, excuse me, I'm listening. A little low, I can hear the brother. But let me say this here. It's not so much conservatism. It's fascism on the rise. That's what it is. Interesting thing today, I'm listening to my XM radio, and I've been keeping an eye on it. They're starting to ban more and more books, and that's very dangerous. Not because they, they, most of the books I heard today, one of the guys said, the, the governor of the state, I forgot, we catch anything that has any LBTQ stuff in it, we want the book banned. But next after that is going to be our books, our plans. That's a very dangerous thing. You cut books off, you got nothing. See, this is the rise of fascism as far as voting. See, we should be questioning why the Beyonce's, the Jay-Z's, the, uh, you want to say Kanye West, the, uh, what's the other guy's name, uh, Brian Allen, why they're not doing like Highland Cole, buying Clarence Thomas. These, these, these oligarch, what I call centurion billionaires, they don't vote, they buy the vote. Where are our black billionaires to put that money up and start buying it? Plus, Malcolm said, you have to vote with leverage. Just don't pull that lever. We got to sit down and say, listen, what do we want with our vote? That's another problem we have. We don't vote with leverage. That is, What's it? oh my goodness, that is so true. That is so true. Um, it's funny because one of the things that stuck in my mind when, when, when you said that is, I'll never forget when Trump was running for president, he went to this black church and these people were saying, he was like, yeah, we're going to do this, right? gonna do for your community right and i'm like you guys have lost your freaking minds you really think so there is no leverage when it comes to the promises that we expect our elected officials to do once they come into office and we do not hold them accountable and the funny thing about it is that they'll tell you what they believe i say everybody follow your elected officials social media they a lot of them are not lying to you as you said you know that people are burning books that have anything to do with the LGBTQ plus community. We know, we, we know that they're telling us this. Before, they may hide this somewhere. But they are literally telling us this stuff right now. And you're telling me that like, it, it just, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention. And if you don't use your vote as a leverage, if you want the black vote, vote, you got to do something for us. I'll tell it to you like this. I love that there was a bill for anti-American anti-Asian um, hate. I really do love that there was a bill for that. But we ain't getting nothing for black people yet. Specifically for black people. That's, that's never happened yet. Because we they know, like, 
What are you guys going to do? What are you guys going to do if we don't? You think y'all were doing, like, 27% of the vote, what you going to do? Y'all ain't voting the way y'all supposed to, so you're, not, you're no longer leveraged. If you want your elected officials to care about what you are doing, you must, must, must vote. I'll tell it to you like this. If, if I'm at my job and I'm not doing a good job, my boss tells me you better shape up or you're going to get fired, I'm going to shape up. I'm going to shape up. These people need us. And unless we, but unless we vote like we're going to, it's just a bluff. So we must vote with leverage. And, and, and you want to do something for let us me black add people, this here. what you got to do. Let me add this here on the federal level. How come you don't see you and Obama, all those politicians on the federal level, they get before APAC, the Judas group, they put the yarmulke on their head, and they start cheesing, talking about, oh, we got you for Israel. See the leverage that the Jewish community has? It's crazy. You've seen it. They put that yarmulke on their head and go before them. Right. Right. And That's leverage that Israel has. Jews don't play. No. You from no. Washington. I got family down in Washington. I was telling him yesterday when we were on the pod, Marion Barry, you should know his history. He did more for the middle class blacks as putting them in place. Now, he had his drug problems and stuff, but he, he made sure that people got public civil service jobs there, black and brown people. See, we don't have the politics we have today, back then in the days, like Ron Dellum. We don't have the politicians like Harold Washington that took care of the people. That's a big, big point. That is a huge, huge point. Miles, what's your thought on that? I know we want people to vote, but how do we get the people we want there? Like, how? what would you be your word? You know, um, I think it's something all of us have to do. Um, and the way that we do that is everybody knows someone who is apathetic about the stuff that's going on. Um, but the one thing I would tell people is a lot because people feel comfortable, you know? They're like, oh, I'm okay right now. That doesn't, it doesn't impact my, me at all. Or there's nothing I can do about it. I think the big thing people need to understand is that every issue that you care about is on the ballot. Every politician that we vote for, every local measure, every federally elected official, everything matters. And unless, if you want things to change, because anybody wants something to change, right? I can tell you two right, right now, America ain't happy in any capacity. You're paying all this money for bread. I'm paying all this money for public transportation. And some people don't got a place to live and they're getting displaced. There's some people out there who don't like the immigrant situation. I don't care what it is. Everybody has something that they do not like and it's on the ballot. Us black people have a whole lot that we do not like in this country. So if we are not going to sit here and use our vote, then we can't complain. So all of us have like, I, what, one thing I do on, on, on election day, I'm not sure my friends, my coworkers, they must get tired of me. When I, I look at the I look at a local election calendar and I say, well, who's up to vote today? And I text them. And I say, hey, guys, don't forget to vote. They'll be like, thank you for letting me know. I don't get a response back sometimes, but hey, at least I tried. But I'm the only one doing it, I feel like, sometimes. But we care so much, but we need to make sure that we keep each other accountable. Yes. No, seriously, that voter turnout gap that you described, that 27%, that's a heavy hit, right? Just imagine what we could do if 40% of us, like, you know, it makes me wonder. I see people quoting and sharing pictures of, you know, people like Medgar Evers, Fannie Mae, right, Kwame Tori. But do you realize that these folks, what they fought for, what they literally were willing to die for, why are we so willing to give it up, Miles? 
I don't. I, I, we we watch a lot of these things. This, that's why this thing is important a little bit because while it's while this might non-favorite the four disciplines of social sciences, it is so important to understand the historical events that led to us being where we are today. Um, CJ, me, me, and my parents, you, you, you and my parents come from the island. They don't know nothing. They don't know a lot about this. They don't know a lot about this stuff here when we first came. They don't under, Some people don't understand that people were beaten. People couldn't vote. People were the KKK. Made sure you couldn't go to the ballot box. They were hanging people who tried to vote. And you're gonna sit here and tell me that once we finally get over the hurdle, once we finally get over the hurdle, we're not gonna keep up the pressure. I went to the Million Man. I went to the um, March on Washington 50th anniversary. And there were some people that me and my wife met with. And one of the saddest things I heard is this guy said, I remember I remember the first one. I said, oh, my goodness gracious. 60 years and we're still fighting. 60 years and we're still fighting. And you're going to tell me you're going to sit on this couch when it's literally shutting down voter registration sites? You tell me we're going to do this when our children are becoming more illiterate by the day? We got so much to vote for. But we become comfortable because, not I wouldn't say we're comfortable, but we, our focus is now split on a lot of different things. We have a lot of distractions in life. We have way too many. Some of them legitimate, some of them not. Some of it is Beyonce tickets. I hate to use Beyonce. Some of it is Beyonce tickets. The other half of it is I need to make this money to live so I can pay my rent. There's a lot of things that influence us. No, no, don't apologize for using Beyonce. Hold up. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I apologize for using her as a reference, but then I took it back, and I'll tell you why. Because this is the same person who sang when President Obama, you know, took office. So obviously it meant a lot to you, right? The black vote, right? So I would think that if that means so much to you, then you would not wait. You would now want to get out there and do something. Like, I got to give Puffy credit. When he did rock the vote, that was lit. What would it take for something like that to happen again? Three fifths miles. What well, see, the rock the vote, oh, the Puffy did it. He never followed it up. But let me say some things here real quick. As far as a person, you know, for me, a person does have a right to complain because your air grievance or complaint is not based on putting an X on a box and sliding a thing. You have a right to complain about the system. I'm glad you mentioned the Caribbean islands. See, the problem in America is you have a two-party duopoly. Most countries, even the Caribbean, because my wife's from the Caribbean, you have something called, I mean, you know, it's called proportional representation, similar to what they have in English Parliament, where you have more than three parties. Brazil has 17 parties. So the more parties that you have, the more people will come out and vote. That's our problem in this country. We're looking at a two-party duopoly where I'm stuck. Take this state, for example. They don't have open primaries. But me being unaffiliated, I can't vote till November. So you, you've taken my, my right away. And now I'm stuck to vote either for a Democrat I may not like or a Republican I may not like. Lonnie Gwinnett talked about proportional representation. They caused it under Bill Clinton. But if you look that system up, Portchester just won it. And you get more seats, more people. But the two, that's why a lot of people don't come out because they're tired of two-party duopoly. And see, as far as Obama, Obama has some slick stuff with him too. Obama wrecked the whole mortgage company by not locking up the crooked bankers. He killed Gaddafi under the orders of Hillary Clinton. So be very careful. I, and for me, he threw Reverend Wright under the bus. I read some history about him. Obama was a moderate 
merely leaning more towards Abraham Lincoln and Reagan. See, but we need we need to come out. But Malcolm also said the ballot is a bullet. If your the, the the ballot is like a target, you don't see a target, you keep your ballot in your pocket. Again, it goes back to leverage. See, our people, are, I'm Democrat, and it's in my family. Three things that black people had in their house, America, they had a picture of Democrat. Kennedy, the white Jesus, and Dr. King. King. And they had only that, I'm a Democrat, because I had relatives like that. Till this day, 80 years old, I've been, been going to vote Democrat. Yeah, no, you're... You got to vote with that leverage. I, I, 100%. Um, there's so many people who are disenfranchised from the voting process because they don't know where they fit in. And then it's like, if I can't fit in... Like, this is the thing right now. We have two unaffiliated voters out of the three people who are going to speak to right now. That says a lot. That says a lot. Um, I consider myself more progressive than anything else. I was everybody, take a political ideology test and really see how stressed out your views really are. A lot of people are not just a monolith. Like, they're 100% conservative on anything. A lot of people are not like that. If people sit down and actually ask the questions, you'll see people coming from all walks of life and have a, a myriad of different political views. But and some good brother, people will say, good like, brother. Where am I, how am I going to do this? Good brother, don't forget. Don't forget. It's not your vote. It's electoral college that decides your right. vote. So people don't understand that. That's why you got Malcolm saying, we got to be educated on the process of voting. I told yes. Larry, what do you mean electoral college? Yeah. You, you, your electoral college just picks the person you vote. Second, there's only there's only like two states that pick you running for president that picks it. That's either Florida or Ohio. The rest right. of the states are neutral. See, independents decide decide the election because they're more independent and unaffiliated and stuff. Right. Don't get me wrong. I, I believe in the vote, but you got to put some leverage up there. Just don't cave in. We're going to give you this and we'll go to the other party or we'll go to the other two parties. And I think we have we have so much to use as leverage, and that is what I oh, want to yeah. make sure people really understand. There, there, there are so many issues in our community that we need to we need to have addressed urgently. Urgently need to have addressed. There should be no reason that a person is in twelfth grade reading at a sixth grade reading level. There is no reason that. Things have become so expensive where, where you where, where the minimum wage can't afford a one bedroom apartment in, in in the United States anywhere. There are so many issues in this country that directly affect black and brown people, and for whatever the cause, it doesn't matter the cause right now. What we need to tell what people need to understand right now is that if you don't use that as leverage, you're going to be in the same place if not worse in the coming years because they ain't doing nothing for us. They're not doing nothing specifically for us. Amen. There's no Amen. There's no federal rent control act. There's nothing that stops politicians. There's nope. nothing that stops politicians from passing laws. But no. we have to think about this, and that's why political science is important, because as you said, Griefess, it's all about the study. Politics is the study of power. People have the power in this country. People have the power in this country. It Realistically, like if you go, if you want to go buy the book, as long as you're a certain age, you can become president. As long as you're a certain age, you can be a representative. If we have the right people in the place, we vote for them, then things will get done. Congress can't, Congress can't do anything. Congress is is useless. As a person who is affiliated in the civics realm, I can tell you, Congress is absolutely useless. 
There's a lot of positions that are useless. Like I personally find that the board of alders in our city is completely useless. Because what they do is they hold up the whole process. And it's just to like give you some kind of comfort that doesn't exist. That's how I see that. This is what I'm saying. Fuck we can't about the Ukraine for. Right? You're not going to fix the hole in my street. Ukraine not going to come and fix that. They're not going to come and fix the lights and all that shit that keep us poor and discouraged and all of that. But we don't talk about that. But we that's where we take it to the damn ballot box. But like three-fifths said, it has to mean something. And like you pointed out, the fact that the three of us are unaffiliated, that's 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 really something. That really is something. Joe Biden, here's my level. Let the Haitians in, like you do the Argentinian people. I ain't mm -hmm. That's leverage. They let all the Argentina people come in. And yet, the Haitians are being turned down. And not being funny. I've been following this too. That's why me, people get offended. I, I told my wife, I ain't going to Dominican Republic. They're killing Haitians. But killing Haitians in Dominican Republic. There's, there's a war going on, yes. And they killed three Americans who they thought they was Haitians. Right. And they did this government did nothing about it. Right. Right. There are so, so many. We gotta have that leverage. The leverage is leverage is the key to get what we want. Leverage is that key to, to get what we and want. You really, if you really think about so many different groups, one of my favorite groups is the Black Panthers because they, they took it they took it a step further. And they made sure they had something to back up what they even though they had like their own their own resources and create things for themselves. They said, no, this is what we want. We want to be able to be protected. We want to be able to bear our arms. We want to be able to feed our people. And I need y'all to do that or else you're not, you're not getting none of that. And you're right, you're brother, because Bobby Rush, a black Panther, ran for Congress and won. Right. Bobby Rush. The Panthers started to branch out and run for elective office. Bobby Seale, I think, was running for mayor or city council. So trust me, there, there's power in that. But you got to get, get the right people in there. But see, right. again... Our people have no leverage. They just happen to see that black face up there, that Latino face, and and the system. They 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 know it. They know it. You know. You know. Like I said, you in D.C. My aunt lives there. They trying to snatch three of her townhouses. Yep. She said it's no longer Chocolate City. Trying to snatch it. Yep. You know, Chocolate City trying to get that milk chocolate, brother. I'm telling you. Mm. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. And a lot of people are moving out for a lot of different reasons. Um, yeah. I'm sure this is probably the case around other parts of the country, but you have people out there stealing cars. You have people out there committing more crimes, and, and the, 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 it's, it's become, the kids are becoming younger and younger. And you got to ask mm -hmm. yourself, and people, people are moving out to the safer areas. But it doesn't matter how far out you go. This stuff is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wide epidemic. That well, how about this one? I was in Atlanta... And I watched someone who lived in a tent, a black man living in a tent outside of Subway, go into Subway, get his food and come right back and, and sit in his tent. We have 10 cities in front of, you know, the Civil Rights Museum. And how does nobody find a problem with that? That's another thing, you know, um, it, is, it is such a sad thing to see. Um, I have family who are, who, who are, who are, who are veterans. And when I first came to Washington, D.C., 
quick little story. Um, one of when, uh, when I got my first paycheck, I'm going to raise seventeen, and there was this guy who said, "Hey man, um, he didn't actually somebody said I'm hungry," and I'm sure you're probably the same way as well, CJ. But where our parents come from, if somebody is hungry, you feed them. You feed them. Yes. Yeah, because I, money's a different story. But you want if you need food, and I know I got it, come with me. And this man told me on the way, he said, I'm a veteran. I came from, from Indiana. I said, really? He said, yeah, I came from Indiana, and um, I'm trying to find the VA, but, but they're not really being helpful for me. I'm like, really? He said, yeah, I filled out my paperwork, but I'm still over here. And I said, this man sat here and almost died for his country. And he told me how when he wow. was fighting these, fighting these wars, he had to take like these, um, this medicine to make him fight better. But now he has dependency issues. So he comes to the capital of the United of the United States, one of the most, the most powerful, not one of the most. I'm, let me not even say that the most powerful country in the world, ten times over, to see if they can help support him. And this man's asking for something to eat, and mm. you gotta sit there and ask yourself, where on earth have we gone wrong? Where have we gone wrong? And this is not, and this, and, and he says, there's so many other people like me. Yeah. You go down to some place in D.C. in the nation's capital where the V.A. is, where the White House is. Yep. Where they're making, where they're making, making laws right around the corner. And yes. You know, probably all these tents and stuff like that. And these people, some of them don't want to be out there. Some of them do. Don't get no. Out, a lot of them do not want to be out there. No, they don't. And what about the families? Because I think that, I'm glad you brought that up. Because that's something Three Fifths and I talk about a lot. These are working people, man. Yeah, there may be sex workers and folks who are struggling with addiction too, but they are working. There's a single mother out there. There's a veteran out there. There's a family out there. There was a raid out here. They raided a tent city, right? And all these people lost personal effects, including like their birth certificate, their ID. How are they supposed to find work now? And some of these folks were immigrants. So now you just, you know, look at that. How are they supposed to, you know, and, and the city did it. And they even had um, a whole picture in the press. Remember that, three-fifths? They were real proud of it, too. They legitimized it. So this is why, again, if you all think that your ballot has no weight, it has a lot. But this is why you need to vote, because it should be that the primaries is open. If you really give a fuck about democracy in this shithole, then you will have no problem with saying, let's make it truly that. Let's make sure we have translators and closed captions, you know, for public testimony during the legislative process. Let's make sure that we do a campaign two months before any election, right? And we educate people where they could vote and how to get there. Let's put the fucking ballot boxes and shit and the access in places people could actually reach it and not have it in places where, you know, the parking is all kind of fucked up and, you know, you have to wait in a long ass line. It, it, you know, come on now. We know what they're trying to do, man. This is gatekeeping as its finest. You both, you both remember Tommy Kilpatrick, right? You know why he's become conservative? That was part of the deal to get him out of jail with Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, this is why I, I, I agree with what you're saying about fascism. No doubt there. But in terms, to me, because the backbone of white supremacy is conservatism. And to be a conservative, you have to be fascist to a degree, if not a lot. 
Just in case you all didn't know. So for all y'all white people that just clutched your pearls and thought that you were saving somebody because you did the white thing at the white time and you took the picture at the rally. But I but I, I marched. No, we need your ass to march down to the jobs and tell these employers to stop writing people up and laying them off over bullshit and actually promote and train and support black and brown people. We need to make sure we have nonprofits that are led by black and brown people right? This representation matters. Our schools look like jails. And then you turn around and say that we're criminals. Well, you prepped us to be in fucking jail already. Well, like I said, it goes back to the so-called black billionaires. Put money into your people. Don't worry about buying BET. Who cares about that? Don't worry about Studio uh, Studio One, whatever it's called. Put the money like the oligarchs, like Hiram Cole, who's paying Clarence Thomas right now. So he's getting favors back, at least at least. Like the brother said, Mendes and his wife in Jersey. And now people don't know. Mendes family is Cuban. They were anti-Castro. Wow. Let me tell you something. Hear what I'll say to that. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I want to add to it. Let me show you how the West Indies does rule. Rihanna get her back and the first fucking thing she do, she went back to her country. And she makes sure she invests there. She makes sure she put back something there. That's how we rule. This country is built on these conservative white supremacist ways. And to a degree, a lot of black and brown people have these habits that they don't even know that they have. Why do you think we're always trying to cut each other down and all this other bullshit? Come on, man. I gotta say it. Viva Fidel. Viva Che. All right, sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Because what, what, what ends up happening is a lot of people forget it's called the damage in the family. It's something that goes in the family. Some people, some people like have amnesia about how they got here. Now, once they're here, they're just like, nah, you guys can't come over here. No, we're not doing anything else for you. The best way to make these pathways, imagine, imagine on some weird reality that once black people. One, after the um, the Voting Rights Act was passed, they're like, all right, no, none of y'all the black people can vote. We, we, did, we did our thing, but uh, y'all can't vote no more. How, how wicked is that? How wicked is that? We need to understand that as, as a people, as a people, we do not advance if, other, if, if the rest of us are left behind. Conservatism mm. in, its, in its nature, as you said, involves a lot of fascism because what what th- if you think about if you think about i'm gonna give a, a, a little bit hotel conservatism means to conserve what is all no 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 wait wait bro 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 pause 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 king don't give a little hotel you better you better march through this shit come on Every single thing that conservatives stand for. Abortion. And, and, their, and, their, and their stances on that. Border. And their stances on that. Um, sexual ed- sex education. I'll, br- I'll bring up those three things. If you're a conservative, then 
traditionally there was no there was no abortion traditionally like way 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 back when that that wasn't a thing um they want to control that if you think about it from the realm of sex education they teach no 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 abstinence no 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 no, no abstinence but abstinence education yes a lot of these things they want to keep it traditional the way that it originally was liberal is free free thinking free thinking in the realm of this is the new we want to embrace newer ideas newer ways of thinking um in the general in the general scheme there are nuances to that but a lot of west indians come from a very traditional culture um when i think about how my parents and what what and some of the things that they believe um CJ, I know you can definitely attest to this, and free fist, I'm sure your wife can as well, if, if not you. Um, homosexuality is demonized in the West Indies. Jamaica is one of the most homophobic places on earth. Mm-hmm. They have songs about it. Russia's maybe a close second. Most places in the Indi- West Indies, but Russia is a very close second. So, all of these things, black people need to understand Conservatives do not support you because you are not traditionally. You're not traditional. True. You are not traditional in America. So they don't care about you. At the end of the day, they, they don't they don't care about you. They'll take your vote. They'll they'll, they'll take your vote, but they, they really don't care about you. Um there's a reason why ninety five percent of black people, if not higher, are dem- Democrats. There there's a very good reason for that. Um people can talk about how the party sucks or whatever like that, but that don't I'm not starting to deny those things here in, in, in today's world right here. But we need to understand that the way that we influence things is by taking it and making it our own. And as black people, we are great at doing that. We want the Democratic Party to to adhere by, uh, adhere to our demands. As as you said, Free Fist, make them, make, make them, make, make them accountable for our votes. You want us to vote for you, you got to do something for us. And you can have it. People in the world. See, we, we had the blueprint. Do some research, right. Paul. The Gary Indiana Convention. Look that up. That was the blueprint. Ozzie Davis spoke. And it told us what we demand from, from them or they get nothing from us. They get nothing from us. But we pulled away from them. Right. You know, we pulled away because today's leadership, their interest is just that title. I got to get me a judgeship. I got to get me a commissioner's spot. They just arrested me. Yeah, there is... And I like your analysis on political science. That's important because political science uses actual data and facts, not BS. Yeah. There is there is so much stuff that goes on in there. And unless people understand politics, you, you can't make an influence. You can't you you really don't understand the influence that you really, really, really have. Um when I think back to how power dynamics really work in this country. We Americans, as Americans, we are very, very, very lucky that we get to choose who elects us. Not saying, you know, the rest of my screen is better, I don't know. But we have all the tools to do these things. We, we, we literally have all the tools. But we have to use them. It is no good if you're having a power tool, but you don't know how to use it. We need to make sure that we take our resources and we use them effectively that we understand the power that we have. One of the things I do on my store, I have a shirt that says we have power. Uh. People forget 
a lot. People forget mm-hmm. about that. That person who is sitting there in that seat in Congress, you mm-hmm. go there, you are getting that person paid. They work mm-hmm. for you. And a lot of people mm-hmm. want to hear that. People say, you know, they don't work for us. Yes, they do. If, if they don't work for you, why are you paying them? If they don't work That's for you, right. why are you for your vote? That's right. Facts. I used to tell my rep, I voted for you. Well, I got to go up to Hartford. You get a stipend. I don't. So you're supposed to go up to That's it. Have a town home that. with us. That's it. You're supposed to go. You get paid. I, I, I'm not going to be able to testify for what? And you're supposed to listen to my complaints. I don't want to talk to your damn assistant. Stop hiding behind your people. That's bullshit. Call them out. You don't just get to look cute and take pictures. Fuck that. You elected them. They drive up there. They get a stipend. They come back to us. Have a town hall meeting. That's right. And that's it. I saw the Amish. The Amish on TV in Pennsylvania. You know, they got representatives on on the state and local level. I was shocked because I thought they'd get involved in politics. They do. I didn't know that. But they have their meetings in a barn. Guy comes back. What do you want me to vote for? You tell me what to vote for. That's how it's supposed to be. Not what you think, but what your constituency wants. And then they go back right. up there. You don't see nobody from Greenwich going up there to testify. They know the guy, no. they, they hired a, a woman. That's their job. They know what to do. Well, you know, we have to continue this conversation because this can't end here. So our friend here from Civic Citizens, mark your calendar because you're coming back because we need we need people to get educated. We need them to understand why civics is still important. It always was. Right. So before we close out for tonight, sorry, with you uh, three fifths. Do you have any final thoughts before we go? Yes, he did. Against voting, just give me somebody to vote for. But it is it is important that you that we do because, but but also the, they say the local politics is, is where where it's at. But again, I tell people, you hold your people, you hold them accountable. As I said, he get a, he or she gets a stipend, nice fat thing off their check. You drive up there, price of gas four dollars. Not me. You going up there? Here's our list right here. We give you the list, and this is what you're supposed to do. You elected him or her. One hundred percent, and um, just some just some parting words is I want everybody who is listening, please, 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 because a lot of people don't get the prize on election day. Register to vote, number one. Yes. If you're not sure if you're registered, check. If you think you're registered, check. If you're not sure if your mother's registered, you go ahead and find it. Yes. She's registered to vote as well. Yeah. You go ahead and find out when your next election is. It might be a little bit too mm-hmm. late. Check. Go ahead and know when your nearest polling place is and make a plan. Take the day off for election day. Call in sick. Mm-hmm. Sick on election day. If you don't get the day off, call out sick and make sure you go out there and you vote. Make sure that you know who you're voting for. Look up your sample ballot. Look at what these people have done and what they are going to do for you. Don't get your vote away for free. Don't just look at the, the person that's the nicest name. Make sure that you understand what this person is and what they are going to do for you. Mm. Um, follow them on social media because they don't tell you who they are, every single step of the way. You see them still mm-hmm. out. They work for you. Mm-hmm. Google search them. Look them up on Google. See what comes up. 100%. You never know. Absolutely. You have resources on the website. If you want to look up elected, elected official, you can do that. It'll tell you exactly what ballot measures they voted for and which ones they didn't vote for. That's awesome. They're yeah. going to tell you because people, they, 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 they vote in Congress themselves. They're going to tell you exactly what they vote for. So make sure you understand that. 
people say, I don't want all oh, that's too much research. Ain't nothing too much research. We, we have to advance our people, and the way we're gonna do it is by being educated. So, I don't yes, an excuse. If you know, and again, if we know when Beyonce's tickets come out, we know when the Jordans drop. If we know that's when, right, what, what, what time the club open, how much bottle services we can figure out how when, when, when it's time to vote and who to vote for. There's no excuse for that. That took you like five minutes. Civicitizens.org, you find that information. Listen, I'm telling you all right now, go check out that site, civiccitizens.org. All right, you could follow the page. I just followed the page. You could do it too on Facebook, Instagram. I can't do Twitter because those people don't like me. I'm permanently banned. That's a whole other episode. But our friend here from Civic Citizens, <laughs> I like how all I did was put in my email and your account has been blocked. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> all right, okay. Um, but you know, thank you all for coming on and sharing this. And once again, I want the audience to pay attention. Two black men came on a podcast and supported a black immigrant woman. Don't tell me we cannot do this together. Tell me why you're not doing it. And let's figure out how you can. I want to thank you, Miles, for coming on, representing civic citizens. You're gonna be back. We're going to figure that out because we're going to, you know, work on this together because this has to happen. And we're happy to have you three fifths. You always bring the power for all of you who continue to support us, you know, listening and sharing, liking the podcast. I can't thank you enough. Your solidarity means a lot and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Well, that's all for tonight. Fist up, smile on. See